Hello, I'm Erica LaCasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today we'll be talking about the second Sukkot of the year. Stick around for some hope, healing, and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today is the 21st of November, 2022. And if you have not noticed, or if you're a new listener, just know this is not necessarily my normal talking voice on the podcast. I've actually been sick since last Tuesday. I guess I'm um, dealing with the flu. It's just been going around in my area, in my little neck of the woods. And, um, it's, uh, from what I've heard about a two, two, uh, week flu, it's not COVID. I actually tested for that. It's not that, um, it is the flu and it's just been super fun, but you know what? I'm very blessed and it definitely could be worse. This particular week, the tour portion is called Toldot, which means family history, which is really apropos because for Americans, this particular week, we celebrate Thanksgiving. The Torah portion is Genesis chapter 25, verses 19 to chapter 28, verse 9. And here we see um, the introduction to Esau and Jacob and their relationship. Then you have the half Torah portion, which is Malachi chapter 1, verse 1 to chapter 2, verse 7. They actually do mention Jacob and Esau in that particular half Torah portion. And in Romans chapter 9, verse 6 to 16. I believe that they are also mentioned in there as well. Ironically, it actually, um, my children and my husband took turns reading the tour portion to me yesterday while we went and checked out a dog for our other dog, Finley, uh, so that he could have maybe a little friend to keep him company on the times that we are not home. It's not very often. We are definitely homebodies. We enjoy being at home. But there are times where he is alone and he gets very sad. So we want him to have a little friend to keep him busy. And um, it was very nice. My family took turns reading the tour portion out loud. So this particular weekend, I was unable to go to services because of me being sick. Obviously, I don't want to get anyone else sick as well. And my husband did a wonderful sermon on Thanksgiving, the American Sukkot which may sound rather similar to what I'm going to be talking about, probably because it's almost the same exact thing verbatim. I'm probably going to change up a few few little things, but not much. Kind of try to give you a messianic perspective on Thanksgiving, because for many, we're not taught too much, except for about the pilgrims and the Indians sat down and had a meal, and that was the first Thanksgiving. So, going to give you a little bit more detail. Um, there's some really cool stuff in here and, uh, I hope that you enjoy it. The leaves have fallen and there are no feasts this month and turkeys are on sale in all the grocery stores. Obviously it's November, but wait, if we look more closely, we'll realize that there is indeed a feast this month. It wears secular clothes, involves no extra synagogue services, and is celebrated by people of multiple religions, backgrounds, nationalities, and races throughout this country. So it's easy to miss its Jewish character. The holiday, of course, is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the American Sukkot. Granted, on Thanksgiving, we generally eat indoors and not in a sukkah. We don't wave lulav nor enjoy the scent of the etrog. And I can't get on board 
with the latest Thanksgiving tradition that seems to have cropped up. For many, the latest Thanksgiving tradition is to get up from our tables where we have been declaring our thankfulness and to get in line at stores all across our country and get a jump on our Black Friday shopping. It seems incongruous to me to go from Thanksgiving to trampling each other for TV. It seems strange to me how America wants to skip right over Thanksgiving after Halloween and go straight to Christmas. Now, I will say it's not exactly a new tradition. I remember as a a teenager, as a kid, Black Friday kind of being a thing. I don't know that it ever got to the point where it was super violent, but it might have started about when I was a teenager. I know that my sister and my mom used to go and do some Black Friday shopping. Nothing too crazy. Um, But I had zero interest in standing in line to wait for a store to open for hours and hours on end. So I never really participated in that particular trend. Uh, I know that when we had Thanksgiving with my sister in Colorado, when uh, my family and I moved back from Hawaii back to the mainland, we actually stopped in Colorado because that's where my sister and my parents lived. And we had a fantastic Thanksgiving with them. But I do know that I remember going to a Best Buy um, I think on Black Friday night, I don't know. And, and it actually wasn't that bad, but, um, there was nobody getting, you know, vicious about it. There are people out there who I think tend to take things to extremes. Still, Sukkot and Thanksgiving have a lot in common. Both holidays celebrate the agricultural harvest and both involve sharing good food in the company of family and friends. The two holidays fall in close proximity to each other. In fact, the original Thanksgiving in Plymouth, Massachusetts, wasn't in November. Instead, it was held in late September or early October, just like Sukkot. Many others have drawn the connection between Thanksgiving and Sukkot, and some, including the Pilgrim historian Caleb Johnson, have suggested that the Pilgrims indeed modeled their festive day on the biblical holiday Sukkot. This seems to be clear to me. William Bradford, the leader of the Plymouth Colony, saw the pilgrims' journey to these shores as akin to the exodus from Egypt. A vote was even taken on the Mayflower as to which language the new settlers would speak in the New World. Hebrew apparently lost by only one vote. How amazing is that? How crazy is it it if the one vote had been switched? We might be speaking Hebrew today. Bradford himself was a proponent of Hebrew as the American language. Being from Massachusetts, I have been to his grave in Plymouth and the inscriptions on it are in Hebrew. The Puritans are also the ones that outlawed Christmas in the Massachusetts Bay Colony. Which I don't know if you knew that, but for a long time, uh, Christmas was actually outlawed. It seems only logical that when they wanted to celebrate the fall harvest, they would look to the Bible to see how the children of Israel celebrated their fall harvest. As further evidence, the first Thanksgiving in Plymouth was an outdoor multi-day celebration involving eating and rejoicing again in late September or early October. Sounds a lot like Sukkot to me. So as I start to contemplate Thanksgiving, a holiday my family and I enjoy immensely. I find myself looking at it through the lens of Sukkot and finding ways that this association might help express what it is that I value in this quintessentially American holiday. We call Sukkot Zaman Smechatenu. Sorry if I butchered that. Once again, I'm sick. The season of our rejoicing. Sukkot is a holiday where we pause to enjoy our harvest, 
which God has blessed us with. We move out of our comfortable homes to dwell, at least somewhat, in the sukkah. Doing so heightens our sense of vulnerability. Think of how many sukkah meals over the years that we were curtailed by mosquitoes or rain, or in our North Carolinian case, oppressive heat. And at the same time, Sukkot helps us appreciate what we had even without our sturdy walls, our climate-controlled buildings, and for some of us, comfortable beds. We relearn to appreciate the simple yet profound things in life, including the simple yet essential pleasure of gathering to share a meal and precious time together with friends and family. For me, Thanksgiving also serves to focus my attention on appreciating what, and more importantly, who I have in my life. Part of that comes from the highlight of our Thanksgiving Day meal, the annual go around the table with each person sharing something for which they are truly thankful for. But it also comes from the simple fact of spending a day together, cooking, eating, and even post-meal napping together. Now, the post-meal nap, I think, might be my husband's all-time favorite part, although he really does love all of it. In fact, in this, he talks about how he remembers one year not too long ago, we had a friend of ours from the congregation who had nowhere else to go over for Thanksgiving. And after the meal, the family was sitting in the living room and talking and he was sitting next to our friend and fell asleep really hard. He doesn't know for sure. And he imagines he was snoring pretty loud. I do vaguely recall that he was snoring a a wee bit and we thought it was kind of funny, but when he woke up, he was obviously mortified. He felt so bad that he had fallen asleep instead of spending time with our friend. But then he thought to himself, this is what Thanksgiving is about, being so comfortable with each other that we can let our guard down. And in that case, he absolutely let his guard down. After the harvest was in and their taxes were paid, after the children of Israel had provided for the most vulnerable in their midst, they were commanded to be joyful, thankful, if you will. One thing that I am truly thankful for each and every year is that our daughter Harmony was born this time of year. November 22nd, 2005. And some years this has been a point of contention for us. Mostly because each year my husband suggests combining Thanksgiving and our daughter's birthday. He jokes that he does this because he knows it gets under her skin. But... He doesn't know if he ever told her the real reason that he suggests it every year. Thanksgiving has always been my husband's favorite holiday and a time to pause and reflect on the things that mean the most to us. And Harmony, our daughter, is the one child that my husband and I actively tried to have, and it took us almost a year to get pregnant. Our other children that we have were just happy blessings along the way. But that year at Thanksgiving, God gave us a truly precious gift that we will always be thankful for. And I would say that gift was harmony. She turned 17 this week, in fact, tomorrow, and we couldn't be prouder of her. She's becoming a wonderful young woman who's very strong, strong-willed, opinionated, feisty. She is pretty sure of herself. She knows what she wants and what she needs to do in order to accomplish whatever her goals are. At Sukkot, we are called to rejoice. And at Thanksgiving, we are called to focus on what that which we are thankful for. 
Deuteronomy 26 verse 11 says, you shall rejoice in all the good which Adonai your God has given you. Now the skeptic asks whether that means that we only need to express gratitude when good things happen. But a wise man responded to the skeptic that just being able to live is a blessing. Therefore, every day we have something for which to be grateful. Every day we have reason to rejoice in all the good that Adonai our God has given us. Or as Job put it, Adonai gave and Adonai has taken away. Blessed be the name of Adonai. The most amazing good thing that Adonai has done for us has blessed us with was to send Yeshua to live with us and to teach us how to walk out our faith and yes, to die in our place so that our sins can be washed away and to top everything else off. He, Yeshua, rose again from the dead and rules at God's right hand, interceding for us continually. This Thanksgiving and indeed every day, may we each be blessed with the ability to rejoice in all the good which our God has bestowed upon us. Now, for more background information, I think I say this every single uh, Thanksgiving, to if you have like a Roku channel, uh, look up the movie called Monumental by Kirk Cameron. I know that I don't necessarily agree with some of the things that he's come out with. However, this particular documentary, which I'm also not a huge fan of, I don't like documentaries, but I love this one and we watch it every single Thanksgiving now, talks about the pilgrims and what they actually were fighting for and the significance of what they did. And it's called Monumental by Kirk Cameron. We actually have it on DVD, so we don't have to go search for it, but I would definitely encourage you to watch that as a family. I know there are some parts that like kind of seem dark, but they're actually not. So it's not really scary per se. Um, but I, yeah, I would definitely encourage you to go check that out because I think it, it's, a part of our history that is not taught. And I say this from somebody who grew up in Massachusetts, Cape Cod, Massachusetts, about an hour away from Plymouth. And I never learned what I learned by watching this particular documentary, talking to historians who knew all about the pilgrims. So this particular podcast is always a special one to me because, you know, my husband's like, you know, this is one of those times where, you know, you should have recorded beforehand or had it a couple under your belt or whatever. And I'm like, you know, love, you're probably right, especially because of how terrible I've been feeling and I'm still not feeling great. So your prayers would be appreciated. But for Thanksgiving, just like it's his favorite holiday, I always want to talk about something uh, uh, and pertaining to Thanksgiving, because I think that it is, um, a really important holiday. Now I do want to close today with the Lord's prayer because at this time and season of rejoicing and thankfulness, I truly believe that Yeshua offers us a truest expression of that thankfulness. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. In Yeshua's name we pray, amen. Now, as I do every single week that I do the podcast, I leave you with the Ronic benediction. 
Um, I'm going to go ahead and try and sing it, but give me some grace because you all know this is not how I normally sound. Yivareka Kadonai Varishmareka Yaherdonai Panabaleka Vehuneka Yisadonai Panabaleka Vehosimleka Shalom. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua Sashalom in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. May you all have a fantastic week. I pray that you are able to be with family and friends during this time and just showing the love of Adonai to those that we come in contact with, right? Showing the love of Adonai, of Yeshua, the Ruach HaKodesh, walking with us each and every day and help us to listen. Because I know sometimes, especially during the holidays, it can be really difficult because we've lost loved ones, but also because we're maybe sitting across the table with somebody who we do not necessarily agree with. Uh, things spiritually or politically, there are all sorts of things. Um, I'm really thankful that this probably will not be the case this year, especially because if I'm still not feeling so great, we are going to have to cancel allowing anyone else besides our family to come and enjoy this time because I do not want to get anyone sick. But I do pray that you all just take the time to love each other. Be thankful for all that Adonai has given you, even those family members you don't necessarily agree with. You love them, you pray for them, and you forgive them. May you all have a blessed week once again, and Shavua Tov. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E as in Echo, L as in Lemur, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, the number 3 at ProtonMail.com. Also feel free to leave me a one-minute voicemail message at anchor.fm forward slash Erica LaCasse. There's a button on my Anchor website that says leave a voicemail. Thank you so much. And remember to leave all messages short and sweet and to the point. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you.